I'm jumping in with a quick message that I've added to all HR Coffee Time episodes to let you know that my group programme, Inspiring HR, is back. In case you haven't heard of it before, it's an intensive six-week programme for mid and senior level HR and people professionals. So if you're an HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR or HR director, or the people equivalent, so a people business partner, people manager, head of people or people director, and you'd like to build your confidence, your credibility and your impact at work, Inspiring HR could be perfect for you. We get started on Wednesday the 5th of June 2024 when we'll be meeting up over Zoom for two hours every week. The group sessions are a blend of group coaching, training and facilitation. They're supportive, encouraging and practical and each week has a slightly different focus. So in week one, we look at setting yourself up for success. Week two is about boosting your confidence. Week three focuses on being strategic in your role. Week four is all about building key relationships. Week five takes a deep dive into influencing at a senior level and the final week looks at planning for the future. There's a link with the full details in the show notes for you or you can learn more by going to my website, Bright Sky Career Coaching, clicking on services and then clicking on Inspiring HR Group Programme. I would love to have you join us and to get to know you throughout the programme. But if you have any questions about Inspiring HR at all, please feel free to ask by getting in touch through the website and I would be very happy to answer them for you. Hello, I'm career coach Faye Wallace and this is HR Coffee Time. Welcome to episode 17. In this episode, I'm going to be talking through how to set your career goals for 2022. If you've already downloaded the free PDF version of my HR planner for 2022, you'll see that there's a whole career goals planning section in it to help you map out your goals for the year ahead. So I thought it would be helpful if I created this episode for you to make sure you get the most out of that section of the planner, which means I'm going to walk you through exactly how to use it step by step. And talking about the HR planner, I'm really excited to let you know that I've decided to release a hardback version of it after several people got in touch with me to ask if they could buy one. All the content from the free downloadable version is in the hardbacked one and I've also added in some additional planning pages and ideas in there for you. So if you're interested in having either the free downloadable version or you'd like to buy the slightly more detailed hardback version, just drop me an email at hello at brightskycareercoaching.co.uk and I can send you all the details. I'll also include links to both versions in the show notes of this episode. It wasn't really until I became a coach and started supporting people with their career goals that I began to realise why so many people either don't have clear goals or if they do have them, they often find them really hard to stick to. And I think I know why, because in my experience, there seem to be three main problems with typical goal setting methods. The first problem is that we often don't know what we want for ourselves or from our career a lot of the time. And if you're not sure what you want, then it's pretty hard to set meaningful goals for yourself. 
Or if you do have an idea of what you want, your career hopes might feel quite abstract, you perhaps have a vague idea about what you want, but you don't really know how to pin it down into a clear goal. And what that means is that what happens is that we either ignore goal setting completely, which is a shame because it can be really effective when it does work, or we pick vague wishy-washy goals for ourselves, or just choose a goal that we think we should write down, perhaps one that we think our boss will like or that we feel we should do, rather than one that we actually want to do. But to successfully reach a goal, not only does it need to be clear, we also need to feel motivated to work towards it. So it helps if it's a goal we actually care about. All too often I've seen people pick goals that they think they should do, rather than choosing something that's going to genuinely interest them or give them real career satisfaction. The second problem is that we're not robots. We're people. We don't just work towards a goal because we've written it down and hopefully given it a deadline. Our emotions and fears can trip us up or get in the way. So we might be a bit scared about hitting the goal or we might just lack confidence about ourselves or we could be worried about who to ask for help. We might need accountability, support and encouragement to keep on going with it. The third problem is probably the most obvious one and one that you're already aware of. It's finding the time to fit in the work that you need to do to achieve the goal. If this is something you struggle with, I know it's one of my biggest challenges, then you might find episode seven, what to do when you don't have enough hours in the day, helpful. The HR Planner also allows you to plot out when you'll be working towards your goal using the monthly and weekly planning sections. Now, of course, at work, we all have to deliver projects or work that we may not feel overly excited about. There is plenty of work that's a bit boring, that we just have to grit our teeth and get on with. But when you sit down to use your HR Planner to plan out your career goals, I don't want you to have to worry about those boring bits of work too much. Again, you've, you've got the calendar section in your planner that you can use to help plan out those boring bits of work. What I'd really like to encourage you to use the career goals planning section for instead is to tap into ideas that are going to help you feel more fulfilled and proud of what you've achieved when you've hit them so that they're meaningful and have far more of a positive impact on you, your life, and your career. For this next part of the episode, you might want to have your HR planner in front of you, ready to start filling in, and so that you can see exactly what it is I'm talking about as we work our way through it. So why don't you pause the episode, quickly get your planner out, and turn to the section titled Your Career Goals. Great, <laughs> hopefully you've done that and you'll see that I've started with a section called Looking Inwards, where I ask you to answer two questions, which are, what's important to you when it comes to your career and what do you want to do next to help your career? Let's start by focusing on your answer to the first question. If you're feeling a bit adrift or lost, unhappy or unsettled about your career or lacking confidence, it may be because you've lost sight of what's important to you. I know this has happened to me several times throughout my working life and I've seen it happen to many of my coaching clients. 
I think there's a particular danger of this happening if you've been working incredibly hard, which I know you probably have been thanks to all that the pandemic has thrown at you over the past couple of years. It means it can be a really helpful activity to just take a moment to think about the answer to this question. And you'll see in the planner that I have a list of words to help prompt your thinking about this. If you haven't got the planner in front of you, please don't worry, I'll talk you through a few of them to help bring this activity to life. So some of the words are accountability, achievement, autonomy, creativity, collaboration, family, money, work-life balance, responsibility and learning. But there are lots of others as well and you may find that there are words missing that you'd like to use instead which is absolutely fine. In fact I think this activity can be at its most powerful if you think of your own words before you even look at that list. The list is just there as a prompt for you. It definitely doesn't contain all the words that might resonate with and be really important to you. I'd love you to circle or write down three words from the list or words that you've thought of yourself that are the most important to you. And these words represent your career values. Once you've chosen three, the next thing to consider is how well your values are being met in your current situation. If they aren't being met well, a goal or more than one goal could rise out of this, with the goal being based on fixing the issue. So to give you an example, for me personally, two of my values are family and helping others. The problem I often find is that I can let the helping others part get a bit out of control when it comes to my work. I'll not ever want to turn anyone away if they come to ask for coaching or help with their career, which means that time with my family can start to suffer especially if my coaching services are particularly in demand at that time. So I set myself a goal at the beginning of this year, which was to start building a team of trusted associate coaches who could deliver some of the coaching and outplacement work for me so that I wasn't working all the time and in the evenings and on weekends. Now, it definitely hasn't been a perfectly executed goal, probably because I enjoy the coaching work so much that I'm often reluctant to trust it with, to someone else to give it up. But I've definitely made progress and I'm sure it's going to influence my own goals again for next year. So hopefully you've now thought about what's important to you when it comes to your career and you've selected three values and you've had a think about them. Just doing this may have started to give you an idea of what you'd like one of your goals to be. So let's move on to the next question, which is what do you want to do to help your career? You'll see in the HR planner that I've given you a fill in the blank sentence, which starts with, I want to, and ends with, to help my career. All you have to do is write down the words that need to be sandwiched in between them that feel right for you. And there's a list of statements to help just spark some ideas for you. Again, in case you don't have the planner in front of you, I'll read a few of them out to you now, just so that you get the idea. So you may want to, get a promotion to help your career, move into a different role to help your career, build stronger relationships with your team to help your career, feel more confident speaking up in meetings to help your career, or develop specialist knowledge to help your career. 
Just like with the earlier activity, you don't have to choose one of the examples from the list. They're just there to help spark some initial ideas and thinking. And if you're really stuck with this, this is when it can be a really good time to ask for feedback from your colleagues. In fact, I think feedback can be so helpful that I've added in some feedback activities for you in the hardback version of the HR Planner. If you've only got the free downloadable version of the planner though, please don't worry, I'll talk you through a feedback idea now. If you already do some sort of employee survey, you'll have a good idea of some of the areas HR has influence over that can be improved and that would therefore possibly feed into your goals, but you might not have had any direct feedback about yourself. If you dread the idea of feedback, you might find episode one of the podcast helpful, which is how to feel more confident at work. And in it, I talk about something called growth mindset, which can really help when it comes to things like this. Because asking for feedback can be a great way of discovering strengths you didn't know you have and areas that you might want to work on that you just hadn't even considered before. And asking for it doesn't have to be complicated. If you've already got a way of asking for feedback that you're happy with, then fantastic, go ahead and use that. Choose whichever feedback method feels most comfortable for you. But no matter which method you choose, do try to ask a range of people from the, across the organisation for feedback so that you're getting a well-rounded picture. Key people to ask include your boss, your boss's boss, your colleagues, and people from different departments who you've had contact with throughout the past year. A nice, easy way of asking for feedback, a nice gentle way, is to send an email asking each person to just answer two questions, which are, what do you think I'm doing well? And what could I be doing even better? Hopefully the activities so far will have sparked some initial ideas for your goals. They may not be fully formed yet, but that's fine, that's okay. For the moment, there's a space in the planner for you just to jot down any initial ideas and thoughts that might have come to you so far. And now that you've spent some time looking inwards, let's move on to the next step, which is all about looking outwards. The next couple of pages of the planner show you a list of some of the key topics and areas of influence that HR has. So these are things like recruitment, culture, leadership development, policies and procedures, induction and onboarding, well-being, and equality, diversity and inclusion. You're lucky that working in HR usually means there's this rich and varied range of topics to immerse yourself in. I think it's one of the best parts of working in HR. So read through all of the words and see if there are any that you'd like to learn more about or that you'd like to improve on for your organisation or perhaps to launch a new initiative for. And if looking at the list isn't inspiring you, the next page might help instead. It shows you a picture that represents the employee life cycle. And I got the idea for this activity from one of my clients who's called Liz. And she sent me an email one day to ask if I had anything on the employee life cycle for her to refer to. So thank you, Liz, for the idea if you're listening to this. Because to be great at HR, it's essential to consider what the experience of the people we work with is while they're part of the organisation. So that experience stretches from when they first hear about the company, 
which of course is all your employer branding, through to making their way through your recruitment process, being onboarded, learning their role, dealing with life events while they're at work, whether that's things like illness, parenthood, marriage, moving house, etc., etc. There are so many different things. How they're paid and rewarded for their work, how they're promoted and developed, and how they experience leaving the organisation, whether that's through redundancy, their own choice to move on to a different role somewhere else, or retirement. So as you look at the visual and think about how well your organisation handles these key stages of the employee life cycle, it will hopefully spark some ideas that you can take forward and perhaps that are going to form the basis of one or more of your goals. And for added impact, you might want to consider sitting down with your whole team. If you're part of an HR team, of course, you may actually be in a standalone role. So if you are part of a team, then sit down with them all together and you can reflect on the employee life cycle together. Because I'm sure that your colleagues will also have ideas about how it can be improved and they may want to set their own goals with you or their own goals just for themselves so that they can make a positive impact as well. And again, there's a section on the same page for you to make some notes on the ideas that are coming to mind from doing these activities. But once you've done all of that, that is going to bring you to the end of your brainstorming. And hopefully it means that you've got at least the beginnings of a handful of goals. You don't want to have too many or there's a big risk that you'll feel overwhelmed, which may mean you stop making progress with them or you just realistically won't have enough time to complete them all. I'd always recommend starting off with three. And then you can always add in new ones later as you work your way through the year and start ticking your goals off. To help you clarify your goals, this podcast is here for you to use as a resource. On the next page of the planner, there's the list of the 16 episodes that come before this one. They cover a big range of topics, including handling redundancies, building relationships with difficult people at work, tackling stress, running apprenticeships, and gender pay gap reporting. It's a weekly podcast, and you can keep track of future episodes that also might be helpful by subscribing to it or following it in your favourite podcasting app, or just looking at the page of the Bright Sky Career Coaching website that contains all of the podcast episodes. So once you've done all that pre-work, you're ready to set your goals by moving on to the next part of your HR planner. So first of all, write down what your goal is. I'm going to give you an example to help bring this to life for you. Let's imagine that your goal is to present confidently in meetings. The next thing to do is to then write down why this goal is important to you. So this is a reminder of how positively achieving this goal will impact you. So carrying on with the imaginary example, I'm going to pretend that the reason the goal is important might be that you want to move into a leadership role where presenting will be necessary on a regular basis. So being able to present confidently in meetings is going to take you a step closer to achieving this dream. Now you need to write in the people and resources you can turn to for help achieving this goal. If you've set yourself a challenging goal, it means that it's something you may not have done before, so you'll probably need to develop new expertise and skills, which is where people and other resources are going to come in useful. As far as people are concerned, 
You might find episodes 11, 15 and 16 of the podcast useful as they're all about networking with tips on who to ask for help from in your network and how to ask them and how to build your network if you don't feel you've got a very strong one at the moment. The next part of the page for you to complete asks you to write down the steps you need to take to achieve the goal and you can also plot each step onto the monthly calendar section of the planner. If you have the hardback planner, you'll see there are weekly planning pages you can use as well so that you know when you're going to carry out each step. So for example, the steps could be that you're going to step one, speak to a colleague who's confident at presenting to ask them for tips on creating and delivering an effective presentation. You might also want to ask if they can recommend any courses or books that can help. Step two could be to volunteer to present during a team meeting. Step three might be to practice in front of a trusted friend and ask for feedback. And step four is to go ahead and actually do the presentation. Then you just need to write down the dates you want to have achieved this goal by. And now come some of the most important questions to answer for yourself during goal planning. The first is to think about the things that may get in the way of you hitting the goal. So maybe you're worried you're not going to be brave enough to put yourself forward to deliver the presentation in the first place, or that you don't have enough time to practice, or that you feel silly asking a friend if you can practice on them. We all have something called an inner critic talking away to us a lot of the time. It's our own voice in our head telling us that we're going to mess up so there's no point even trying. And although your inner critic is probably being pretty horrible to you, it's there as a really primitive ancient thing to try and protect you. It comes into this whole flight or fight thing. So when you're confronted with a risk or a danger, our natural instinct is to either fight it or to run away. So because you're stretching yourself a little bit, unfortunately, <laughs> your brain doesn't think, oh, it's okay, Faye's not about to get eaten by a lion. It's not the um, dark ages or stone ages or whenever it was. Our brains haven't evolved enough yet. Instead, it goes, oh gosh, this is something a bit scary. I better protect Faye by making sure she doesn't go ahead with it in the first place so that she can't get hurt. But by listening to what the voice in your head is telling you, you can say, thank you so much for worrying about me, but you don't need to worry in a critic because I'm going to make a plan that's going to overcome all of these doubts and worries that you're saying to me. And this brings us on to the next point, which is to write down how you can overcome these things that might get in the way. So if you're worried, you're not brave enough to put yourself forward, can you offer support to a colleague at work with their goals in exchange for them encouraging you with theirs? Perhaps you can hold each other accountable for being brave and taking action. If you're worried you don't have enough time, sit down with the calendar section of the planner and plot into it a 30 minute weekly slot that you're going to dedicate to practice your presentation skills. If you feel silly asking a friend if you can practice on them, add in an extra step, which means practicing on your own first and filming yourself with your phone so you can watch yourself back until you feel ready to practice on a real person. There are no right or wrong answers when it comes to putting things in place to overcome obstacles that might stop you from achieving your goals. We're all unique. 
You know yourself better than anyone else, so you're the best person to decide what will be right to put in place for you. The next part asks you to think about how you'll keep this goal at the front of your mind and not forget about it. We've all had New Year goals that we've been totally determined to stick to and then we forget all about them after a few days or weeks. So think about what you can do to help keep your goals in mind. And finally, please write down what you'll do to celebrate achieving the goal. It's so important to take the time to stop and notice our accomplishments. If you've put all the work into achieving the goal, you deserve to give yourself a moment of recognition. Otherwise, it's too easy to get trapped into the idea that you haven't achieved anything or you haven't achieved enough, which simply won't be true. But if you find it hard to get yourself in that zone of goal setting, even with listening to this podcast episode, I'm going to be running an online masterclass or workshop, I'm still finalising the format, at the beginning of January. You'll be very welcome to join it and my aim is that it will help give you some accountability to create your goals and more guidance if you need any. So you can use that as the time to crap cope in the planner and start pinning down your goals if you'd like to. I'll share the details of it through my HR Coffee Time emails, which means that if you already receive my weekly emails, you'll hear about it. And if you've already downloaded the HR planner, you'll hear about it, so don't worry. But if you don't already hear from me each week or you haven't downloaded the planner, please don't worry, there's a link to sign up to receive the emails in the show notes. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If it's been helpful, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much and I'll be back again next week.